Welcome to Latitude, the show for freelancers, founders, and creators about all the non-business parts of running a successful business. Last week, I spoke with Kay He. Kay runs RadReads, a business that combines coaching, speaking, blogging, and digital products to help people lead more examined lives. The core focus of what we talked about was really all about taking the time to think about why you're doing something. Getting at this underlying why can lead to more satisfaction and engagement in your work. Much of our conversation was focused on why Kay transitioned from Wall Street analyst to entrepreneur, but it was some of the connections between these two careers that were actually the most interesting. Leaving a job that comes with all of the status and financial benefits of working on Wall Street and moving toward all the unknowns of entrepreneurship can seem like a large drastic shift. For Kay, though, he was able to apply many of the existing interests and skills to his new career path. And it wasn't a big sudden change that led to it. It was noticing some of the small discomforts and inconveniences of his Wall Street job. You need to experience it, right? So you need to get a, a taste of what it's like. And 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 that's part of, of your path. But at the same time, you know, I, I call it the, the pebble in your shoe, right? Where it's like, it's 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 uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable enough to stop walking, take it out and like change your shoe. And, and I think that at some point you either take the, you got to take the shoe off or you just acknowledge that you're walking with the shoe on forever. And I just, I just felt like, and I think this is where having a kid kicked in where it's like, this feels a little bit off. It doesn't feel wrong. It just feels off. Although he never really considered himself entrepreneurial, Kay always had side projects or outside interests. It was noticing small things like this that led to his feeling that it might have been time for a change. There were a few things that started to add up, which didn't really align with the direction he wanted to go in his life. The first one was the general consensus on Wall Street that life was a zero-sum competition. For every winner, there was a loser. Kay recognized that in many cases, this wasn't true. He could help people through the writing he was doing outside of work, and it was fulfilling to him as well. And another part of it was the lack of control he had over his time. It wasn't necessarily that he was working too much and wanted a break, but it was the fact that he didn't have control over it. Entrepreneurship didn't necessarily allow him to work less, but it did provide more flexibility on when he worked and what he worked on. None of the downsides of his Wall Street job affected his day-to-day in a large way. He was still solving interesting challenges and working with smart people, but things just started to feel a little off. And being in touch with these small misalignments led to some hugely beneficial changes in his life. So the takeaway here is just to notice that those subtle changes and shifts. What are the rocks in the metaphorical shoe of your career, your schedule, and your life in general? Are they hinting at something that's more generally true but not immediately noticeable? And so once he made this change, I was curious about how much of his previous job was transferable to being an entrepreneur. Would you say that there were things that you kind of learned during your time on Wall Street that have carried over to Rad Reads, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I don't think I knew them at the time, but I, I can see them now, right? There's a lot. So to your listeners, there's, there's a lot of our armchair quarterbacking here, narrative retrofitting, whatever you want to call it. But I, I have seen some themes clearly emerge. Kay then goes on to point out a few of those things. Now, obviously, these will be different for everyone. But for Kay, there were a few pieces of his previous job that led to success as an entrepreneur. The first was his love of teaching. 
That's obviously not always considered a huge part of Wall Street, but it's something he was already doing during his Wall Street job. He would mentor other folks, had regular lunch and learns, and really enjoyed the one-on-ones with his team. And then the second part he took away was all about consistency. He bought his first stock shares when he was 17 years old and held on to them into his 30s. Seeing that consistent long-term growth led to how he approached his job and later how he approached building rad reads. So the takeaway here is not necessarily to identify what transferable skills you might have before making a big change. It's really more about just accepting that you're not starting over from scratch. Your previous experiences always lead to your current outcomes, and things will connect in ways that can't even be predicted. Careers are really more holistic than just a set of skills that you've acquired. It's more about connecting the pieces. And then related to looking at your career more holistically, there are benefits to looking at your off time that way as well. So people are like, well, how do you stay off your phone on the weekend, you know, when you're with your kids and all that? And there's grayscale and, you know, removing face study, all things that I do. But there's actually an easier way to stay off your phone is to just plan a lot of fun shit. (laughs) And... And you'll stay off your phone, like, or go surfing, or you know, like, or go rock climbing, you know, or go hiking, um, go to your friend to dinner with your like long dinners with your friends. So, so I think that when I find myself like check obsessing about metrics, usually there's like a deeper existential craving there, mm-hmm. um, and so I try to investigate like what's that existential craving. Now, this quote specifically references habitually checking your phone or checking your business metrics, but I think it's far more broadly applicable. The basic idea is to figure out the underlying goals and motivations behind both the actions you're doing now and the ones you want to change. What are the whys for where you're going and where you want to go? What are the existential cravings that are leading to your choices? And this general idea of figuring out why you're doing something showed up a couple more times in our conversation too. When we were discussing the FIRE or Financial Independence Retire Early movement, The goal of being financially independent seemed to make the most sense if the why behind it was more around being intentional with your finances, but it made less sense if the why behind it was something like escaping bad bosses or never having to work again. The concept of defining your why is easy on the surface, but it can be more challenging in reality. A great book to check out if you're interested in diving deeper into this is Simon Sinek's Start With Why, which I'll link in the show notes. It's a little bit more about leadership and getting people invested in your ideas, but it's equally relevant from a personal perspective too. So to wrap things up, I'd love to hear from you. What's your why or your motivation for the project you're currently working on or thinking about starting? Before we wrap things up, I want to take just a second to talk about Podia. Podia provides all of the tools you need for online courses, downloads, and memberships. But more importantly, they believe in and support people creating those things. Podia really enables people like us to do the work we love. I'm a longtime Podia user, and I've been an advocate of theirs from well before they sponsored the show. My Podia course has directly led to thousands of email subscribers and five figures in revenue. Whether you're an expert developer or creating your first ever digital product, Podia makes it fast and easy to create something that not only looks good, but converts well, too. Creating something out of nothing is hard, but Podia makes creation a little bit easier. And they're offering a lifetime discount of 15% to listeners of the Latitude podcast. To get your discount or just learn a bit more, go to podia.com slash latitude, or there's a link in the show notes. 
Next week, I'll be chatting with Sarah Avenir. Sarah is the CEO of design and development agency And Yet, and author of Gather the People, a book about marketing in a more human and authentic way. This interview was a lot of fun because it was a bit different than many of the others. I've chatted with lots of folks that have made the transition from full-time work to working for themselves, but Sarah actually did the opposite. Because of that, we chat a little more about collaboration, team and self-leadership, and some of the crazy projects Anyet has done to keep an exciting and entrepreneurial culture. If you're interested in that conversation or other conversations with entrepreneurs, product people, freelancers, and creators, hit subscribe to get upcoming interviews and these actionable breakdowns of the interviews. This is also the part of the episode where I'm supposed to ask you to rate and review the show. But rather than that, I really want to make this as actionable as possible. I really want each episode to have something you can implement right away. So send a tweet, message, email, or carrier pigeon to a friend about the one thing you've learned and how you're going to apply it to your business this week. You can also send your takeaway and any feedback about the podcast directly to me on Twitter at Zavzen. That's Z-A-V-Z-E-N. Links and more are in the show notes at createlatitude.com slash podcast. And I just want to remind you that you already have the tools you need to create a little more latitude in your day, your business, and your life.